This week on the National Basketball Association edition of Lighting Money on Fire, James Harden works his way back into the MVP discussion. The Boston Celtics start falling, falling, falling like Qualcomm back in the day, and the Lakers look lost without LeBron. We're going to talk about that and a whole lot more, including our best bets on Lighting Money on Fire with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. Hey, it's the middle of the basketball season. Yeah. That's cool. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. The teams are coming to be what they were supposed to be. You know, the Rockets are becoming what they're supposed to be. The Grizzlies are becoming what they're supposed to be. Indeed. That type of thing is happening here. Few teams aren't. The Sacramento Kings continue to be a 500 team. They might be legit. This might be the beginning of their resurgence as a meaningful team. They're a half game out of playoff, out of the eighth spot right now. I don't expect them to get there, but it's amazing. They seem like the real deal to some degree anyway. And they have some real talent on that team. Yeah. But like to your point, the Memphis Grizzlies are now five games under 500. Back in the early days, they were among the leaders in the West. They're like, are they for real? No, they are not. Of course they weren't. We never thought they were. No, of course not. Um, Let's talk about last week's bets. Okay. I thought... 17 and a half points was a lot to give New York, even in Golden State. I was wrong. Golden State won by 27. Yeah. So that one, that one didn't come in. That was a bad bet for us. That, didn't, that didn't work luckily out. Luckily, so we well. had a bet that went better than yeah, that. Yeah, we barely scraped by on your bet of uh, the Cavs were getting 10 and a half points at home against Indy, and they lost only by eight. Barely scraped by? That's like no problem. Like, you can put some salami in that sandwich, buddy. What? <laughs> Put some cheese in there, too, while you're at it. You know what I'm saying? Don't forget de- the pickles, because I love pickles. That's what I'm talking about. That sounds Let's delicious. Let's go calves. That sounds delicious. Oh, I know. You're a very hungry man. Jonathan and I are in the <laughs> midst of, with a third person, a uh, body fat content reduction bet for yeah. the month of January. So both of us have been just eating completely boring food and exercising a bunch. And um, salami sounds really good. <laughs> Not to me, actually, but other things sound really good. To I mean, me, I, I, miss, I miss a lot of the food that I would often eat. Yeah, I know? understand that. Well, you know, anytime you want, it's there for you. You don't have to be perfect. That's true, but it's okay. I was doing this anyway, but then we made this bet and uh, now we're being healthy people. Yeah. I mean, I was going to have a healthy January no matter what, but I'm healthier because of this bet for sure. I haven't had beer. Beer. This used to be called drunk sports back in the day. (laughs) That's true. I will say all of you out there, if you don't have exactly the body you want or the lifestyle you want, making a bet with your friends is a pretty good idea Yeah, because it is weirdly motivating. Right. You know, like I, I, before we made the bet, I was like, I don't really need this bet. Like I'm going to have a good January anyway. I'm going to like work out a lot and eat really well, but I am eating better and working out more because we have a bet. And it's not like a massive bet. It's not cheap. Like losing actually would be a little bit pricey. You know, it's like several hundred dollars to lose, but, um, but it's not the end of the world. And there's three of us. So as long as you don't finish in last place, it's not too bad. Like finishing second costs you 50 bucks. That's fine. Um, first place is nothing. First place actually gets money. That's nice. Yep. Um, but like it really helps. Um, it's locked me in more than I thought it would that it would, and it's. Uh, I definitely encourage people. Well, to the, make make bets with each other. I feel differently about it. It's not through the competition that it helps me. It's that there's people that I'm doing it with. Kind of. It's almost. It's, uh, it's almost like we're doing it together. I mean, you like, and I. Yeah. Well, because we we work together, and so yeah. we eat lunch together every day, and yeah. we talk about how we're eating. Yeah, it does. It doesn't feel like we're competing at all. Yeah. Which you know, 
Anyway, it's really boring, and I want beer. Um, yeah. But, you know, February is coming. woo You can always have a cheat day. Don't. They, no, I'm saying, like, seriously, there's, um, there are a lot of... I, I encourage people to write in about this. There's a lot of stuff out there about, like, if you have one cheat day a week, it actually gets your body, like, revved back up in a good way. Well, I'm going to go ahead and ignore that advice. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Just put it out there. Yeah, that's really cool. Anyway. Really cool thing for you to... That's a <laughs> nice try, though. Yeah, It's thanks. a pretty nice try. So let's talk about James Harden. Okay, okay good. Because James Harden has been playing absurd recently. Um, he was not even close to the MVP discussion, I would say, a month and a half ago. That's correct. And now he is maybe the front runner. If, if Giannis isn't, it's him. It's one of those two guys, right? Uh, I think you're probably right that it's one of those two right now. I think that's correct. I think you could still make a reasonable case for Anthony Davis, but his team is just losing too many games. Right. They, to they're not going to give it to a 20 and 23 right. team. Guy. I mean... And similarly, like if LeBron wasn't hurt, he would be ahead. I think of Harden. Well, no, he'd be in that discussion with the two of them anyway. Yeah. Um, but I think that's it. You, there was a little while people were talking about Paul George, but it's not reasonable. No. Paul George doing 27, eight rebounds, four assists. That's good. But a guy like Harden just dwarfs him. That used to be enough to be MVP. Yeah. But Harden's doing for the season, not just the past month and a half, but for the season, he's doing 35, eight and a half assists, six and a half rebounds. I mean, averaging 34.8 points per game is insane. It is. That's Nobody does that. Really rare. He's not going to stay that high, I imagine, but I imagine he'll finish the season over 30, significantly oh, over 30. Of course, he's going to finish over 30. Of course. How about the is. last 10 games Harden has had? Last 10 games, he's averaging 42.3 points per game over a 10 game span. That's yeah. insane. 9.3 assists, 8 rebounds, 1.1 blocks, 1.8 steals. That, those are certainly MVP numbers. Those are MVP numbers for sure. I don't think he's the MVP right now. You think it's Giannis? I do, and I, I have reasons for that. I will say, here's something that I don't like, but some people probably would like, and some people may even argue that this is a reason why he's the MVP. In January, it's only seven games, but in January, Harden has averaged 17 three-point attempts per game. That's a in lot. Seven games. That's like what teams average. Right. Well, back in the day anyway, not so yeah. much anymore. But um, yeah, there, there wasn't that long ago where that would be a player in seven games shooting 17 threes would seem like a lot. Not, I mean, that, that's been a while now. It's been a solid like seven, eight, nine, ten years. But still, like, what the hey, man? Now, something that's really benefited Harden is there's no Chris Paul. So Harden, so everything goes through Harden every possession. Right. So he's going to take a million shots. For example, last night they played Memphis. He took 33 shots. The next most shots on his team was Gerald Green at 13. Right. Harden also took 18 free throws. He took 15 three pointers. I mean, it's just insane. His usage is very high. Yeah. But very high. He does have when, when his three pointer is on, it doesn't matter how close you are. Right. Like he just makes it. He just stands above the break. You're standing right there. He just looks at you and puts it in anyway. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. He's obviously very good. Now, I would agree with you that I don't I wouldn't put him as MVP because Giannis is not only on offense, he's also playing defense. Now, Harden's gotten better at defense this year a little bit, but Giannis is an elite defender. I mean, that's a big part of it. Also, yeah. the Bucks are way better than the Rockets. Yeah, the Rockets aren't that good. The Rockets are seven games over 500 right now. Now, they started off like 0-4, so they've been better lately. And they're climbing. They're like the number four team in the Western Conference right now, I think. Yeah. Um, and they're number four with a bullet, right? Like, they're a half game behind the OKC uh, Thunder, and they're probably going to pass them. Um, but they're not the team they were last year, and I don't expect them to be. Meanwhile, the freaking Bucks are 18 games over 500. They're 30 and 12. 
They have the second best record in the league. They have the best point differential in the league by a lot, not by a little bit, by a lot, 9.3. No one comes close to that. The next biggest point differential, you're not going to believe this, is the Boston freaking Celtics at six. Hmm. So, like, nothing comes close to what Milwaukee's doing in terms of how they're torching people. And we know it's all Giannis, right? Like, of course it is. They, the other I mean, they have other are, good players. The other players are good, but Giannis is elite. Yeah. Oh, he is the straw that stirs everything that is the Milwaukee drink right yeah. now, for sure. Uh, I think the Milwaukee Bucks' second quarter is the best individual quarter any team has in the league for, like, point differential. Hmm. So it, it's like they just, I think they leave Giannis in and have the subs come in and Giannis is playing against a lot of the subs and they just completely destroy them. Basically is what happens. Giannis is up to 17% from three, by the way, look out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Obviously that's not a strength of his game, but yeah, my vote is still for Giannis. Um, man, what a coaching change the bucks made though with, it feels like Rams esque, you know, where they go mm. from like the old stodgy style coaching to bringing in a guy with, with kind of like the new wave ideas and give them the elite talent that is there and look at what happened. Mike it does. It, it certainly does seem to help. Uh, I mean, certainly Giannis has grown significantly from last year to this year, which is a big part he of it. He may have too. literally grown because he came into the league at six, nine. Now he's six eleven. Yeah. So it's really cool. And he's still really young, right? 24. Come on. Yeah, this guy, oh, is gonna, he's going to win at least one MVP. What, if it's not this year, he's going to win at least one, right? What's it going to be when he's 26 and 27? He's in his true prime. He's like prime of his prime. What if he actually gets to be like 32% from three? What's going to happen then? What if he gets more athletic, which he really is supposed to do over the next two and a half years? Yeah. Like statistically, he's not really supposed to be anywhere close to his prime yet. He's supposed to have another big jump. Some players don't have it. He may have already had his, but it's not unreasonable to think he's going to have another big jump. What if he's, I mean, what if he's laying up three pointers, which by, and I don't mean shooting three. I mean, literally laying up. He, he shot a video of himself. Did I tell you this before on Twitter? I may have even talked about this on the show, but for new listeners or people who don't remember, um, he tweeted out a video of him taking off from the three point line and laying it in without dribbling, of course. And he said, that's a three-pointer, right? And it is. It is a three-pointer. That counts as a three-pointer. I want to see him do that on a fast break. Me too. And I think maybe not yet, but maybe in two years, he may actually be able to do that. And that's going to change a lot of things. <laughs> like that means anytime he gets the ball ahead of everyone, you just have to foul him, right? You can't give him a chance to take off from three and, you know, put it, you know, just drop it in, uh, you know, wrap a little bunny in there like that. That would be insane. It would be, that would be so, another reason to move the three point line back. I mean, I'm all starts. for, I'm all for moving it back. So now. our votes seem to both still be with Giannis despite Harden's surge. Another guy we're not talking about is Kawhi. Kawhi has been very good. I mean, his numbers are nowhere near the other guys. Numbers. That's the thing, but the Raptors are 33 and 12. Now they're, they always win a lot of games, but they're better than they were. Of course. And Kawhi is clearly the difference, right? I mean, they replaced DeMar with Kawhi. He's an elite defensive player. He's an elite offensive player. He's getting a lot of rebounds. I know I had him at, at the beginning of the year, we, we bet on him to win the uh, MVP at like eight to one or something. And I don't think he's going to win. Cause I think Giannis is so clearly going to win. But um, I think between Harden and Kawhi, if, if the Rockets don't win a lot more games in the second half of the season, I would have Kawhi over Harden okay. personally, even though That's... Harden statistically is offensively, statistically more, more impressive. Yeah. And I guess the only other guy is LeBron who yeah. we can't consider right now. Cause he's been out for a while. He's missed too much time. Yeah. But yeah, Harden's been absurd, especially the scoring. But, I, yeah, I, I think we still got to give it to Giannis for now. Yeah, for now. Well, okay. 
I like Giannis better than Harden too. I of like course, his game is better. You never want to give it to a guy two years in a row unless they are the best of the best. Right, and Harden is not. Is LeBron sure give it to LeBron two right. years in a row. Like Harden doesn't try much on defense. I mean, it's hard to give it to a guy like that. Also, he's boring to watch. He is. So it's tough. But from an efficiency point of view, he's kind of crushing it. Yeah, but like like we said, Giannis is like a first team all defensive type player. Along with being offensive. I don't know if he's really first team, but I'll give you he's he's really good. He's in the conversation. I don't know if that's true either, but I'll give you he's in the first three team. He's in the Okay. He's, he's one not, of the, he's one of the six or seven best wing yeah. defenders. How about that? Right. Something okay, like fine. that. He's good at it. Yeah. Let's talk about bad things, especially for you. Okay. The Celtics. Yeah. Go ahead. Talk talk about him. Okay. Uh it's not going super great lately. They, things were going well for a while. They won eight in a row. It seemed like Kawhi had totally found himself. Kawhi? Oh, yeah. Kyrie. You wish you had Kawhi. I do wish I had Kawhi. That's all. Um, Kyrie totally found himself. Um, everything was sort of working great. Um, they had Marcus Morris and Marcus Smart in the starting lineup. Gordon Hare was playing great coming off the bench. Jalen Brown was starting to get it together coming off the bench. And then they just can't seem to win many games anymore. Now there's still like seven or eight games over 500, but, but for them and their level of talent, they it's reasonable to call them struggling for sure. Uh, Kyrie's hurt right now. Marcus smart is hurt right now. They didn't play, uh, yesterday when they played and got destroyed by the New Jersey nets. Yep. They were down by six and suddenly they were down by 25 in the third quarter, just like you blink and you missed it. It you're was going gonna to take some shit back on D'Angelo Russell. You were trash talking that kid earlier. No, and you still think he's bad. Um, I don't think he's a legit starting point guard in the league. How's that? Do you think he ever will be? Um, he's still pretty young. He could be, I think he's more likely to be a rotation guy when all is said and done, but he had a hell of a game yesterday and he's having actually a pretty good year. He's had a bit of a comeback year, but you know, Jeremy Lin there for a while was a starting point guard in the league, but he's not really a starting point guard, you, right? Come on. D'Angelo Russell is a lot more talented than Jeremy Lin. He's a lot more talented, but is he a better basketball player? I would say no. D'Angelo Russell averaging almost 19 points a game, 6.3 assists, and four rebounds. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Uh, I didn't realize his numbers were that good. Maybe, maybe really you should. Good. And uh, 36.4% from three, 81% from the line, 43% from the floor. The Nets have really developed this kid because he was bad even last year. So maybe change your tune a little bit. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. That's like, that's definitely a starting point guard. No question. Also over a steal per game. Okay. So, all right. We shut you up on that guy at least. Yeah. All right. But back to the Celtics. So I think I, here's, here's my belief. The Celtics are going to struggle all year long to find their identity in terms of who's supposed to shoot when and how their offense is going to work and all that. But I do think most likely by the playoffs, they're going to be a, a lean, mean fighting machine. And they're going to be one of the top four teams in the East. And no one's going to want to play them as much as anybody else. Like the Sixers are not going to want to see them. The, the Raptors aren't going to be thrilled to play them. It's it. And they could just as easily come out of the East as anybody else is my guess. But the thing I'm not, I'm not hundred percent sure about that. It's possible that this could just stay broken. I don't believe that's it's usually doesn't work that way. Usually it takes teams when they, when you add star players, um, about half to a full season to get it together. I'm thinking of the heat. Now this isn't exactly comparable, but it gives, it's somewhat comparable. Um, the heat in the beginning weren't really good. And then this is of course the LeBron James, the Heatles. Sure. But by the end of the season, they like had figured it out a little bit more. Right. So you need time with I mean, this these, stuff. These players all played together last year, except for Hayward. Hayward wasn't there at all. That's a big deal. Sure. And then, and then the thing is like Tatum and Brown were getting lots of minutes 
And now they're getting different kinds of minutes. They have different kinds of roles and them understanding how to adjust to that, especially as young players, like very young players, it's understandable that may be tougher for them. And they're still, they're all still trying to figure it out. Like no one knows who to defer to at, at times. Kyrie has basically said, ah, fuck it. I'll just do my thing. And it's working great when he's out there. Like he looks amazing. The question is for the Celtics, are these struggles going to lead to Kyrie leaving? He said he's staying. I'm pretty sure he's staying. Um, but there's a chance now as like, it isn't all, you know, chocolate and roses anymore right now in Boston. Could he walk away? I don't think so, but he could just go to the Knicks and hope they get, you know, Anthony Davis, probably not him, but Kevin Durant's a free agent. Like, can you imagine? I mean, maybe that would be a good thing for, for them. If Kyrie left now, I don't think so. Hear me out. Okay. Is it possible that Kyrie is like a low level locker room cancer type guy? Not like a Terrell Owens level guy, but like low level kind of buzzing in the background type of locker room cancer. Just his presence is just not really great type of guy to have around in the locker room. There have clearly been some issues that they've had. Yeah. Kyrie calling out teammates in the press and stuff. People not liking it. I mean, it's one of those things where I think if he did that and they won the last three games, everyone would be talking about what a great leader he is. And because they lost the last two games, everyone's sort of saying like, oh, what's going on? All right. right? Well, continue to hear me out. Okay. Okay. We, we know Kyrie's a bit of a strange guy. Yes. You know, flat earther, that type Among of other things. strange guy. Yeah. But for his first couple of years in the league, he was in the Cavs. They were complete garbage. Yeah. He had nobody that was fighting him in the locker room for dominance or anything. It didn't matter. Nothing mattered on that team. Right. Just like go sure. out, do your thing, do whatever you want. Sure. Then LeBron comes. And LeBron is such an incredibly massive presence that Kyrie can't really do his locker room thing. I mean, and that's part, maybe part of why he left. He didn't like the gigantic presence of LeBron in his way. That's actually almost certainly part of why he left. Right? I mean, I don't know if it's about in the locker room, but the rest of it, No, yes. the rest of it, just yeah, like sure. ha- having the like spotlight. He wanted, he wanted to be his team. He wanted to be the alpha. Right. Sure. And now maybe these young kids are emerging a little bit too quickly for him and he doesn't like it and it's causing some rifts and whether or not he's aware of it, he is not performing his teammate type duties as well as he could because he has a little bit of resentment about things. I mean, but that's almost all speculation, right? Of like, course. It's, I mean, he said he did say a thing he shouldn't have said in public, I think, and he took it back the next day. Um, it's not ideal. I agree. And maybe, and maybe that does mean there's other stuff going around, but it isn't, but like the young guys actually haven't emerged as much as I would have hoped this year. Like, Tatum isn't, didn't take a big step forward. He's kind of the same guy he was last year so far. Now, I expect he will be a lot better over time, yeah. but he's trying to figure it out. And Jalen Brown, similarly, sometimes looks like a world beater and other times looks terrible. And like, I think it's the same thing. I think you put Jalen Brown on the Hornets right now. He probably looks a lot better because he's getting consistent minutes. He knows what he's supposed to be doing. Here he's got to defer so much. And Tatum is, knows he's not supposed to defer as much. Tatum knows he's supposed to be a scorer, but he's still got Kyrie. He's still got, I mean, everywhere he looks, it's guys who want to shoot the ball. So I think it's tough for the young kids, but I don't think they've emerged so much that Kyrie should feel anything but his star is elevated. Like Kyrie is the one guy who's playing like a monster. He's like the only, no doubt about it, all-star on this team. I don't know if anyone else is going to make the all-star team except for Kyrie. All right, let me rephrase that. Okay. Do you have any concern about Kyrie's personality affecting the team negatively? I have a small concern, but that's ultimately Brad Stevens' job to deal with. Yeah. And I feel like he'll handle that. Okay. Um, Kyrie was on a team that won the title and went to the finals three straight years before he failed. Yeah, they had the greatest player of all time. Of course. But he was a really important part of that, right? Without him... He was. Uh, it's really hard to do that. I mean, I know they actually did it without him last year. I understand that. Yeah. But um, but they were much worse also, right? Yeah, like, they, they beat the Warriors with Kyrie, and Kyrie was a big part of that, right? Um, a huge part of it. Well, also, Durant wasn't there. 
That's true. But still, the Warriors were awesome. Yeah. Even like the Warriors had won 73 games that year. Right. And Kyrie scored 41 points in one finals game and hit the big three at the very end to win I game seven. I am not right? doubting his talent. Right. I'm saying like, so I'm not, so I don't know ultimately um, how big a cancer he is or not. You don't really hear anyone saying anything about it. You just see like, now maybe everyone's just keeping quiet, but there aren't like whispers about that either. Not yet. Right. Not yet. We'll see. He can leave if he doesn't like it. Like that's the thing. If he hates it, he's just going to leave. He doesn't have to resign. Like he's going to get a monster deal no matter where he goes and he knows it. So we're going to see how he feels about, about being in Boston. He said he wants to stay, but that was before all these sort of issues. So Mm -hmm. we'll see. We'll see. I think the Celtics are going to be fine and you're going to be a happy guy. I I agree. And I think though that we, as a Celtics fan or as the Celtics, they want Kyrie to stay. I don't know if they, I don't know if I would pin him as favorites to win the East anymore though. This year, yeah, I agree. I think the Raptors probably. I think the Raptors or the Bucks are pretty clearly Raptors um, or Bucks, yeah. The, and then after that, it's like Celtics, Sixers, Pacers are all pretty close to each yeah. other. I probably give the Celtics an edge over those two teams, but whatever. You could pick another team. I wouldn't, wouldn't yeah. dis- disparage you for that. Um, ultimately, I think the Celtics next year are going to have Kyrie on the team. I think they are going to figure it out. And I think if they're not a big, if they're not a true NBA title contender this year, I think they will be over the next three years. So yeah. it's all going to work out. I agree with you. That's reasonable. All right, let's talk about his former teammate, LeBron James. Always very important to his team some, for some reason. It's always yeah. like when he's playing, the team does better when LeBron James is playing. It seems to be the case. The Lakers were looking like, like earlier this year before LeBron got hurt, who he's been out for about 10 games now, you kind of flipped your script on the Lakers I from did. preseason and said like, okay, I kind of think they're maybe the second best team in the West. Now. That's correct. These guys are legit. And of course they are because they have LeBron fucking James. That guy's <laughs> incredible. Yeah. He's so good. Um, so still the Lakers are very bad without him. And that's a bit disappointing probably as a Lakers fan, like the hope when they're playing so well is like, yeah, LeBron is obviously the reason we're playing this well, but the, the kids have taken a step forward too. And you know, this team is really developing and then you take LeBron away and uh Oh, trash fire. Yeah. I mean, the Lakers have really whiffed. They lost to the Cavaliers I last know. night. That was real bad. Yeah. That was, I don't know if you saw, there was video of all the Lakers as the game ended, their faces and stuff like that. And they were just despondent. Like all of them, they realized like how bad that was. And it was. As they you, also I mean, lost to the Knicks during this run. I mean, these are embarrassingly bad losses. Yeah. It's just, so just like these kids haven't, you know, it's possible that LeBron being there prevents the kids from taking a step forward, prevents Lonzo and Ingram and Josh Hart. Maybe yeah. Josh Hart is the guy who plays the best complimentary basketball to LeBron. Kuzma. Kuzma too. Yeah. But Kuzma, nobody really thought had a ton of potential to improve a lot. Like, right. Like yeah. Kuzma is what he is. It seems yeah. like, which is right. fine. He's but, like a starting small forward. But ball and Ingram are both guys who need the ball in their hands a little bit. So it's possible that LeBron's presence on yeah. the Lakers really hurts their careers. It retards them a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Um, by the way, that, that Cavs loss was in LA, which makes it that much worse. Yeah. It's re- I mean, like Here, here's I mean, the it's thing. Not, it's not, it's not a surprise that LeBron is important to his team, but it's like pretty shocking how bad they are without him. So the, the Lakers have had the number two pick in the draft for three straight years, right? Yeah. They took D'Angelo Russell, yep. since traded for Brooke Lopez, who's been since traded again for like very little. Yeah. Um, they took Brandon Ingram, who is, I, I guess, maybe going to be good. Still, still young, a lot of potential. They took Lonzo Ball. Still young, a lot of potential. Shooting, who's like shooting like 7% from the free throw yeah, line. That, that part is, how can you not shoot a free throw when you're six foot six, an NBA point guard? It makes no sense. How is that possible? I mean, 
there's got to be real concern about the Lakers' ability to draft and develop players. By the way, D'Angelo Russell, who we just mentioned, is doing well in New Jersey this year. New yeah. Jersey knows how to develop players. Not New Jersey. Oh, they're Brooklyn now. Yeah. Fine. The Nets know how to develop players. Yeah. Right? The Lakers don't seem to be able to know how. Now, maybe they've been unlucky, but Kuzma showed up like this. Right. From day one, this is who he was. The problem is Ingram and Ball also pretty much have been the way they are right now from day one. They haven't really gotten better. Yeah. That's a problem. If you keep having these top five picks and you can't develop them, I don't know what I don't know what the plan is. I guess it's to sign lots more free agents and trade the young guys. But yeah, ultimately it doesn't matter. What they're gonna be is trade bait. The problem is that their trade value goes down the worse they play. It's harder and harder to trade for Anthony Davis right now. When yeah. it's like, yeah, we'll give you Ingram and ball. It's like, so what? Yeah. Like that's worth uh, about uh, Anthony Davis's foot. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's so much easier for the Celtics to beat that package than it was four months ago. You know, four months ago, it was like, geez, like if you're going to offer both those guys, maybe you have to give Tatum and some other stuff. And like, you know, um, and now it's like, I don't know if you need to include Tatum to beat that deal for the Celtics. They can include Jalen Brown. They've got a bunch of good first round picks. They've got other young players like that may be enough to beat the, the Lakers deal with like they may not have to do it without having to try that hard, which is crazy. So what we're saying here is that the fact that their young players don't seem to have progressed well doesn't only hurt their future after LeBron goes away. It hurts their LeBron era because yeah. that factors into what they can get during the LeBron era if they decide not to keep the young players. Has young Have young players ever developed with LeBron? Like Kyrie was basically already really good. Hmm. Um, I can't think of any other young player on the Cavs. Daniel Gibson. That's the first guy I thought yeah. of, Bobby Gibson. And he sort of just like was already kind of what he was, right? Yeah. He just was hitting shots. But okay, maybe you could argue him, but... Of course, when we say developed, he played with LeBron only and never did anything again ever. Right. Uh, on the Heat, was did any young players ever develop? I don't think so. It was really just the three guys, right? And then like yeah, and Mike then, Miller. Uh, it's always Mike Miller. What's his name was there for like all of eternity. Um, the power forward who's Udonis like, Haslam. Udonis Haslam. Yeah. yeah, he was there for like a billion years. So maybe LeBron is such a like has such an orbit, such a powerful orbit that like it sucks everything into it and like. Young players' development is part of it too. You know maybe. what? That could there could be something to that because look at Michael Jordan. Did any young players develop around Michael Jordan? Scottie Pippen was drafted the year after him. That doesn't really count, you know. I mean, I don't know. That could count. It Why could, can't that Horace Grant and Scottie Pippen were drafted after Jordan and then became good players? Doesn't I guess that count? that's true. That's exact. Like if he was drafted before Jordan was already good, then that yeah. that's how we, that's how it wouldn't count. So I think I think actually the Bulls did. A re, also, B.J. Armstrong actually became a pretty good point guard. He was fine. I mean, he was pretty good. Yeah. He wasn't great, but he was, you know, he was like a second round pick who did pretty well. Uh, they developed, I mean, Scotty Pippen developed into a top 50 player of all time, right? Yeah. And Horace Grant was pretty darn good too. He was pretty good. You're right. And he was good. And those guys were good, not just in Chicago. They were good in other places. I mean, so, Scotty Pippen wasn't that good in other places. Scotty Pippen was old though. Yeah. And he was pretty good in Portland his first year. He was okay. Um, Horace Grant was great in Orlando. So there's that. In uh, in Portland, I know that his nickname is No Tippin' Pippin, Scotty Pippin, by the way. Apparently, he never tipped, no matter what size yeah, bill. That's right. Um, like people, His friends and him would go out at night. They'd see all these cows, and Pippin refused to tip the cows yep, over. Yep, that's exactly it. No, all that's right. not it. So, Come yeah, on. the Lakers might be in a bit of trouble. Of like, They're just going to have to rely on free agency, which luckily for them, they have two slots wide open that they can just 
get free agents. Except who's coming. Right. There's a real concern about do free agents want to play with LeBron? And the answer seems to be so far, no. Durant has said he doesn't... Durant's basically said he's staying around, most likely. Yeah. Which means Draymond probably isn't, by the way. Yeah. Um, Kyrie has... Kyrie's not going. No. We know that, right? Kyrie is not going to LA. That Anthony sure. Davis might go. He's not going to be a free agent, but maybe he would say, I'm only going to play for the Lakers and then yeah. sort of force his way there one way or another. Okay, that could happen. That would be great for them. Uh, who else is really... Who are the other like marquee free agents who would really be game changers for them? Kawhi. Kawhi. That's the guy. Yeah. Things are going really well in Toronto for Kawhi. They are. If the tra- if the Raptors win the title or even get to the championship, he's going to stay. I right? mean, he should. I think he should stay either way, but that's on that's up to him, of yeah. course. But I mean, Lowry's getting older, but he's going to be good for a few more years. They have a lot of young pieces. They have a new coach who everyone seems to like, including Kawhi. Why give that all up to be the number two guy to LeBron? Only one more year until Evan Turner's contract expires. Maybe he'll go <laughs> to L.A. The other thing for Kawhi is he could go and play in L.A., but the LeBron window is closing kind of soon. So then what happens? Well, then, the, like, you're the, the only Raptors, guy there and your team isn't that good, right? Well, he's going to lose his second best player in Toronto anyway soon. That is true. But he's got better... Well, I wouldn't have said this at the beginning of the season, but now I would say he probably has better young pieces in Toronto than Siakam's he does. Siakam's really good. Yeah. Than he, than he would have in, a, in LA. If the LA pieces it, it get better, then I could see more reason. Kawhi could say, so I win now with LeBron and I win later with Ingram and Ball. That yeah. could make sense. I'm just, I'd be really concerned as Kawhi that those guys are not getting better. Yeah. And I don't know if they're going to, and the, especially with LeBron here. Like, it, maybe it makes it harder. It might. Like, maybe Ingram does... I don't know. Is Ingram going to be more than a guy? Maybe Ingram can score 20 points a game, but is he going to be the guy who scores 20 points a game on like the team that wins, you know, 22 games a season sort of a thing? It feels like he might be the best yeah. player on a bad team someday. Yeah. And Ball, I don't know. Ball's a great defensive player. He can pass. He can't shoot to save his life. I don't know. Is that enough? I'm not sure it is. They're going to need to develop. All right, let's move on. Okay. I got a quick topic. Great. Um, so last night, Tony Parker of the Charlotte Hornets went back to San Antonio for the first time. There was a big celebration for him and it got me to thinking, where does Tony Parker lie in the firmament of NBA history? Like, is he a hall of famer? Where does he rank among, is he a big time point guard that you think of among the great point guards? Like where, where is Tony Parker? Cause he had some great years. Yeah. Here's my, here's my quick answer to this. He is a hall of famer. Okay. I'd be really surprised, shocked, in fact, if he doesn't make the Hall of Fame. I think the big three from San Antonio are all going to the Hall of Fame mm-hmm. comfortably. Well, if, obviously, obviously, Tim Duncan. Well, of course, but yeah. Manu yeah. and Tony. Yeah. I think those are the three consistent guys. They won five titles. I don't know if Tony was there for all five. Tony may have been there for four of them. Yeah. Um, but still, like, to be... And Tony was an important piece of those, of those teams, for sure. So I think he is a Hall of Famer. I never think of Tony Parker when I think of great point guards, truly great point guards, and I don't think anyone does except maybe San Antonio fans. Do you think he's in the top 20 point guards of all time? No. Do you? Not even in the top 20. No. I don't know. I haven't thought about it. I've never thought about it before until right now, but even that is telling. Yeah. That we never have said, how, how good is Tony Parker really? People have, people have had this conversation about Gary Payton. I'll tell you what. Is Gary Payton a top 20 of all, all-time point guard? Yeah. Absolutely people have that conversation about him. Jason Kidd, of course they have that conversation. About. Well, Jason Kidd is a top 20. Of course, so is Gary Payton. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, like... Jason Kidd is maybe top five. Jason Kidd is probably top five. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of great point guards in the league. Tony Parker happened to be on the right team. He was in the right place at the right time, and that's why he's going to make the Hall of Fame. I mean, he was pretty good. He was really good. 
but he's not a top 20 player in his position. That's all. That's all right. okay. He's a yeah. top 100 point guard of all time. Yeah, definitely top 100. <laughs> Probably top 30, right? I don't know. I don't know. I'd have to look. To, I'd have to sit down. I would guess he isn't top all right. 30. Quickly. How many current point guards in the NBA do you think are better than peak Tony Parker? Because it's wow. really good point guard time right I now. I know. That's a really interesting question. Uh, Obviously, Curry. Am I, am I allowed to count Chris Paul or not? Uh, I think I should be allowed to count him. <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll count. We'll count. I don't know. Best of their career, or are we counting just this year? I don't know. Let's just go with this year. Okay. Well, How so they're playing Chris- this year, like versus Tony Parker's best year. Okay. So I think obviously Curry better than Tony Parker. No question about it. Um, does Harden count as a point guard? He's been point guard for the last right. several games. If we Harden. can't count Chris Paul, we're going to count James Harden. Harden. Are we going Kyrie and Lillard? Are those guys better? I think they are. Okay. Then I, I guess so. if we if we get that far and it's not without a problem. I mean, look, if freaking Kemba Walker was on the Spurs for all these years, he would be Tony Parker, right? Yeah, maybe he would. That's fine. That's really good, but that's all it is. Yeah. He's just a really good player who's in the right place at the right time. He wins a bunch of titles. They never had another great player sort of usurp him. Good for him. He got to marry Eva Longoria and then cheat on her like instantly. Great. I, I commend you, sir. Uh, that's it. All right. Top, may, probably a top 50 point guard of all time. I, yeah. I, I doubt he's even top 30. Peak Tony Parker would be like the sixth or seventh best point guard in the league this year is what it seems like. I think that's probably true. I mean, and that says a lot, right? Yeah. Because like, we don't know what, what some of these other guys' peaks are, but I would guess peak Kyrie is so much better than peak Tony Parker mm-hmm. is my guess. Kyrie's still only 26. I don't think we've hit his peak yet, um, but that's my guess. Lillard's only 27. Right, yeah. right. Like Lillard could still have oh, way more about things. Russell Westbrook, by the way. He's... Oh, yeah. The guy who averaged a triple-double yeah. the last two years and is averaging it again this yeah. year. And his team is really good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Him. Right. That's another guy. There might be another guy we're not thinking of. There's a lot of good. There's a lot of great point guards in the league. Yeah. It's a really tough time to be a point guard vying for an all-star spot. (laughs) It really is. Especially in the West. Yeah. Yeah. Like Kemba Walker is a great example of that. He's in the East, but you know. Well, but still my point. Still your point is what? (laughs) I'm sticking with, I'm sticking with my story. All right. I got a quick pivot to a far inferior point guard, at least so far to Tony Parker. Okay. Dennis Smith Jr. Oh, He's yeah. on the trade block. The Mavericks are trying hard to trade Dennis Smith Jr. He was having a much worse sophomore year than he had a rookie year. Well, Luke is getting all the usage, right? Right. And before, and they didn't care last year. They're like, go ahead, Dennis, do your thing. Yeah. Yeah. So it seems like the Mavs are giving up on Dennis Smith Jr. Yes. Should they be doing this? Only if they can get a reasonable return. And what would that constitute? Okay. To me, a reasonable return would be the number 11 pick in the draft, something like that. Smith so like, was what? The eighth pick or something? He was like seven or eight. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he was seen as like a guy who kind of fell to seven or eight a little yeah. bit too. Um, like he could have gone as high as like third and it would have been reasonable. Right. He was considered like, he is considered like one of the best athletes in the league. Right. Yeah. Right. Like potentially like truly dominant player, Russell Westbrook level dominance yeah. type guy. Potentially. You can say that about a lot of guys. It but. took Westbrook a couple of years to ramp up. It did. It did. But no one wanted to trade him in a, trade him in a second year either. That's no one's true. like dying to get rid of him. That's true. Um, so, yeah. So I think if you can get the 11th overall pick as the Mavericks, there has to be another thing going on. Like, I got to believe the only reason why they're doing this, is there must be some locker room stuff happening where he's jealous. He doesn't like what's going on. Him and Luca don't get along. Like, everything has to be about Luca now, right? Well, Luca is so good. Of course it right. does. So it's like, if Luca has a problem with this kid... Get rid of the kid. Like we have to make sure Luca's happy and working because this kid is a superstar right now. Yeah, he's a legit. Like he's supposed to make the All Star team. I think. 
I think. By the way, talking about point guards who are better than Tony Parker, is Luca better than Tony Parker? Does he I'm count asking as a, point a question. Guard? Does he count as a point guard? I don't know. He's listed as a small forward. Okay. I guess J.J. Berea usually starts for them also. Yeah, or but something. he tore his Achilles. Yeah. I don't know. Um, maybe he's not officially a point guard. Fine. I mean, like LeBron is not officially a point guard. Right. He's a similar type of guy to LeBron okay. in that way. But yeah, okay. So Dennis Smith Jr., if they can get the 11th pick, I don't think they can get the 11th pick. The kid's averaging like 12 points and three assists a game. He's really young, but I feel you, dog. Really young and really athletic. So so if you can get the 16th pick, do you do it as the Mavs? If there's no locker room issues, I wouldn't do it. No, I wouldn't either. If there's locker room issues, I would do it for the 16th pick. I think that's how close it is. Yeah. Like the 16th pick is a guy who could be in your rotation and maybe even start for you for years, but he could also just completely wash out. Okay, fine. Um, but yeah, but I would be wanting to gamble on Dennis Smith Jr.'s upside still if I was the Mavs, if I didn't have like Luka issues or some other issues. Would you do it for like the Suns 2021 first round pick and Elia Kobo? The 2021 first round pick. Yeah, I would. I would do that deal. Yeah. That sounds right. That sounds like a, a deal worth taking. It's possible the Suns will still suck in 2021. Yeah. Unprotected, you got it. And Akobo could become better than Smith. You know, Akobo's probably is better than Smith right now. Yeah, but that's true. Doesn't have anything. Close I mean, to the obviously, upside, Smith has more value. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I'm, if it was unprotected, I would definitely do it as the Mavs. If it was top three protected, I think I'd do top it. Top ten the Mavs. protected? No. Now you might as well just trade me the 16th pick in the draft. Top five protected. Uh, top five protected this year, but unprotected the following year. Well, this year is... I mean, I mean, in 2021, unprotected in 2022 then. Like, okay. you gotta, you know... Yeah. Something like that. Um, yeah, I would do that. For yeah. sure. Yeah, it seems like he's not a fit with... Like, Luca's, Luca needs the ball in his hands, and it's a good idea to give him the ball, so... Yeah, you yeah. just have to let him do whatever he wants to do. He's... I mean, there's, a, there's the new generation of NBA players who have really taken hold lately, right? Yeah. Anthony Davis... He's still really young, yeah. and he has taken freaking hold. Yep. Giannis has done it. And Luca, I know he's the youngest of all of them, but he has done it too. Ben Simmons, eh, he's, yeah. he hasn't. Embiid has, though. Yeah. Right? Like, there's like already like four or five guys who we could say like, oh, yeah, I'll like, take those guys. You take anyone you want. We'll play in five years. I'm going to beat you. Like, yeah. I'll tell you right now, I'm going to win. We kind of know who the next generation of superstars is right now. They're already kind of our and, superstars. And, you know, maybe we add Zion Williamson to the bunch. Maybe. I, I mean, there's a bunch of guys who could join that, right? Yeah. Donovan Mitchell could join that. Jason yeah. Tatum could join that. Ben Simmons could join that. Right. There's some other guys, but DeAndre Ayton could join that. Yeah. Um, but yes, like right now, it seems like we know who the, the, the most likely guys are. And Zion is probably, probably more likely than any of the guys I just named to join that group. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But, okay. but all of them could join it. All right. So speaking of Luca, is there any way right now that Luca doesn't get rookie of the year? There are a few ways. Okay. One, he's caught uh, robbing a bank. Because mm-hmm. he doesn't have enough money coming to him. It's not about that. It's oh, about it's the, thrill the thrill of robbing yeah. banks. It's about it's because he needs to do something a little interesting in his life. Okay? Not How everyone robs banks just pick? for the money. What? How is this kid the third pick? 
How did the Atlanta Hawks trade down and give him up? I just, I can't, I can't imagine. I mean, I know yeah. I was touting this since before the season, but I still can't believe it. 20.2 points per game. He's 19, 20.2 points, five assists, 6.7 rebounds, 38% from three. He's also clutch as all hell. Yes, he is. He's winning games at the end of games for them too. How he's hitting all the big shots. What are his stats going to look like when he's 24? I mean, it's going to be incredible. Yeah. It's going to be, wait till, how about this? He's 24. He'll have grown. He'll like be in better shape. He's going to work out. Like yeah. he doesn't really have an NBA body yet. No, he doesn't. Wait until he like is work gets in the gym the way he's supposed to for a few off seasons. Like at 22 years old, he's going to be a freaking monster. He might be the best player in the league at 22. Yeah. It's not impossible. It's crazy. I mean, oh man, the league is going to have these players like Three years from now, Luca's going to be 22 and have this like NBA hard body, right? Giannis is going to be three years older and it's going to be a beast. 20, in his true prime. Anthony Davis is going to still be in his true prime. I mean, oh my gosh, the MVP race is going to be incredible. But plus a few of these other guys are going to rise up. Like Embiid maybe gets better. Ben Simmons maybe gets better and finds a jump shot. Maybe Tatum gets better. I don't know. Maybe Aiton, whatever. We can pick guys. But All right. So is, I mean... If anybody's going to knock Luke off the rookie of the year, it's Aiton having like an incredible second half, right? I mean, there's no second half Aiton can have. I he's averaging 16.6 points, 10.7 rebounds, and a block. Yeah, he's That's, doing it on the Phoenix Suns. He's got all the usage, and they're not winning. Don he's also, he's is also doing quite this. efficient, though. He's at least he's pretty efficient, Aiton is. He shoots 78% from the line and 60% from the field. That is very impressive, actually. Yeah. That is really, really good. So like, if he has a monster second half, it could be a closer closer race. Now, Dodge's numbers are clearly more impressive. They're more impressive and they're on a competing team. Yeah. Like Dallas isn't going to make the playoffs, but they're only three games under 500 and they're trying. And the only reason why they're three games under 500 and as close as they are is because of a man named Doncic. Yep. Right. I mean, that's just the truth. Yep. So I mean, he, when we did our trade value thing that we did with the NBA a few, a while ago, we, you had look at like number four overall and I had him way further down. I had him like, I don't remember. I had him in the top 10, but not in nearly as high as you. I am moving him way up at this point. Like you have to move him way up. Right. Like you can't put him ahead of Giannis. Obviously you have to at least think about it. I don't think you can put him ahead. Giannis is 24, right? Yeah. He's got, he's five years younger. That's true. But Giannis is already doing it. Yeah. I think Giannis is ahead of him. I think Anthony Davis is ahead of him. And then he's three. Who else could be ahead of him at this point? I don't know. I can't think of anyone. Yeah. I don't see how I could put anyone ahead of Kevin Durant. Forget it. You can't trade. You can't trade Luka Doncic for Kevin Durant right now. That's absurd. I know. He shouldn't have gone third overall. Obviously. It's like Should Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan went third overall. That's right. That's exactly Although right. Although Akeem Olajuwon, maybe Deion Rayden becomes Akeem Olajuwon and then the Suns didn't fuck up so bad, right? But here's the thing. The Phoenix Suns coach is the guy who coached Doncic last year. <laughs> it's his coach. They got his coach and they didn't try. And he knows everything about Luka and they didn't take him anyway. How is that possible? That seems crazy. It's pretty weird. It doesn't make any sense. It does. Wow. We're upset about this. I mean, it's really incredible that this kid has come to the league and done everything that like, like when we were talking about him, it's like, God, I mean, he's so young and he dominated the Euro league like that. No one does that. That never yeah. happens. Like this is something like we kind of never seen before. And you know, you were as bullish on him as, as one could really be. Yeah. And I was more like pumping the brakes, but he has been everything and more, you know, than, than you could really have hoped. Yeah. I think than anyone could have hoped for. It's really exciting. Yeah. It's pretty clear rookie of the year, kind of unlike last year, which was super muddy. Is he going to make the all-star team? It's going to be close. It's going to be really close. I think, I think he is because he's probably going to get voted in. If he was in the East. By the fans. If he was in the East, he would make the all-star team. Um, 
yeah, I think that's true. Uh, I mean, he's got a, he's not going to make, no, he's not going to make like a, uh, like third team all NBA, right? No. It's too soon. No, at the, no. It's too soon. There's too many guys. At There's the, too many guys. At the wing position that are ahead of him. Two years from now, he's like he's not it. ahead of Paul George or guys like no, that. No, no. So. Pa- I mean, Paul George might be first team All NBA, but yeah. I, I mean, Kawhi. I mean, there's room for two forwards, right? LeBron. LeBron's missed time. He's missed ten games. He's not going to miss that many more. It's going to be LeBron. I mean, if he if he comes back, it's going to be LeBron. Yeah. Then it's yeah. LeBron. I don't know if it's Paul. I guess it's Kawhi. Giannis. Oh God. Okay, it's it's Giannis. <laughs> <laughs> and if LeBron is playing enough, it's LeBron, right? And then it's, wow, Kawhi's going to make second team. That's sick. Yeah. But that's true. That's just how it's going to have to be. Yeah, Luka's not going to make third No, team. no, no. You're right. There's no too chance. Many. Paul George is going to make one of those teams. You're yeah. right. And then there's not, many, there's not much space left. And yeah. there's a bunch of other guys. Yeah, okay. he, has, he has no chance. Okay. Don't forget about Victor, Victor Oladipo, by the way. He's good. He's a guard. I know, but he's good. I love him. Yeah, that has nothing to do with, <laughs> with the wing position. But I love Victor Oladipo. I mean, he plays the wing, but he's playing the Don't forget this, about Rondé Hollis-Jefferson. He's a he's a scrapper. Yeah, I like, I like anyway. It. All right, best bets time. Okay. So we got some games that we can talk about here. I got I got a game that I'm pretty I'm pretty feeling about this bet. You're pretty feeling about it. I'm wow. Feel, I'm feeling it a lot. Um that would be the Utah Jazz who are traveling to play the Los Angeles Clippers. The Clippers uh, are minus two. The Jazz yeah. are plus two. I want to take the Jazz plus two. The Clippers are in downfall. We've always known they are pretenders. The Jazz are finally becoming what they're supposed to be. Now, it's interesting. The, you say the Clippers are in downfall. They are six games over 500, even now, as we yeah. speak. So, I mean, the Jazz have won eight of their last 10, it looks like. Actually, the Clippers are five games over 500. The Jazz are three games over 500 now. Right. And so they didn't, then they started on opposite ends of that. They sure did. And, you know, now it's, now it's coming to be like the Grizzlies falling. The Clippers are going to fall. The Jazz Slowly are going to rise. Slowly but surely. The yeah. Jazz are going to rise because the Jazz are good. Right. No, that's totally happening. Well, I got some good news for you. What? That was my best bet also. Utah plus two. All right. We don't believe in the Clippers. No. Here's another reason not to believe in the Clippers. You know, I often refer to point differential. And of course, there are things that go into it that make it a little less accurate, i.e. when there are blowouts, you know, the coach puts in all the bad players and they don't care. And so the, the numbers get a little weird. But the Clippers, on average, outscore their opponents by one point a game. The Jazz, who are only three games over 500 and a solid game behind them right now, outscore their opponents by 2.8 points a game. The Jazz are playing better yeah. and are better. They, they're they have clearly- more talent. They're a better team. They're better coached. I like them plus two as well. That was my best. Bet. Gobert just had 25 rebounds in game, by the way. That's I mean, pretty... that guy's really good. Yeah. He's the stifle. M- Mitchell's really good. He's really good. Ingles is a great complimentary piece. Yeah. Mitchell has not taken a step forward, but no. he still has so much time to do that. And a lot of times you'll see this, like we saw this with Anthony Davis. We see this recently with Carl Anthony towns, you know, the guys like take these big leaps and everyone like assumes they're going to do that for the next three years. And they don't, or the following year even. Right. And they like have a plateau year or two. And that's sort of what's happening with Tatum and Mitchell right now. But I expect both of them by, you know, in the next year or two are going to have another big leap forward. Yeah, probably. Although thinking about it, the, the much touted rookie draft class of last year, which includes Ben Simmons technically, mm. um, yeah, is really disappointing as sophomores. Oh. Well, I mean, Fultz is nowhere to be found, right? Fultz yeah. is completely MIA. Yeah, of course. Lonzo ball is bad. Yeah. Tatum is good, but he's not improved. He has not improved. Mitchell is good, but is not improved. Correct. Simmons is good, but is not improved. Right. So that's kind of shocking that all yeah. three of those players have not improved. Right. Um, they will improve though. They yeah. just haven't yet. Right. Yeah. 
And they're actually all three in different spots than they, I think, expected to be in that Ben Simmons is suddenly on a really good team. When he was drafted, his team was terrible. True. You know, and it's like, oh, now we're expected to win like 55 games, and I'm, I'm a big part of that. Like, yeah. And now, by the way, he's got Jimmy Butler in his ear all the time, which I don't think is helping things. Maybe I gotta not. tell you. Um, Speaking of potential locker room cancer, yeah. might be Jimmy Butler. Donovan Mitchell came into a spot where Gordon Hayward had just left. No one expected that much from Mitchell. He was the 13th overall pick. He was ahead of schedule in a lot of ways, and the Jazz were better than expected. Of, he was ahead of where everybody thought his peak was yeah, as a rookie. That's right. And Tatum uh, came in and was not supposed to like be given as much responsibility as he was given right away, but Hayward got hurt. And so Tatum was suddenly asked to do a lot more. And then as the playoffs, as they went into the playoffs, Kyrie got hurt. So he was asked to do even more and he was able to do all of that. And then in all three cases, like these guys were not really expecting, I think to be where they are in terms of right. role or team performance. And so they're still working it all out. Plus they also just didn't improve yet, but they got time. They got lots and lots of time. They're very young. All right. Anyway, so we want to do that bet then. I think that's as clear <laughs> the a bet. Jazz, the jazz to beat while. the Clippers by more than two. No problem. No, no, no. To lose by less than two. They're plus two. The Jazz are plus two. Oh, the two, Jazz baby. are plus two. Yeah, they're right? on the road. They're oh, in that's LA. right. I even wanted to bet it when I thought it was the other way. Well, I wouldn't have been as excited about that, but right on. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, plus two. Sounds good. Sounds great. All right. Cool. Well, I guess we're done then. 